0: Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, Coach Jay here. This week, Shruti and I are talking about relationships. We cover all different relationships from marriage and significant others to friendships and business relationships. I hope you enjoy this show. Hey guys, Coach Jay here from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. I want to tell you about a product that I found called Peace Love Candles. You can check them out at peacelovecandles.com or follow them on Instagram at peacelove underscore candles. These are handmade artisan soy candles, wax melts, and room sprays from heart to home. Please check out these products. They're made by Megan, who I recently connected with on instagram and these are some great products please check them out once again peace love and peace love underscore candles on instagram Hey guys, is Coach Jay, and I'm here once again with Shruti. And today we're talking about relationships, just relationships in general, whether it's marriages, friends, acquaintances, and coworkers, and how you connect with them, how you work back and forth with them, um, expectations within any type of relationship. And Shruti, what's your take on relationships?
1: When I think about relationships, the first word that comes up for me is balance. And as you were talking and introducing the show, that's something that just popped up in my head. And I think that's something we can focus on, or at least in my perspective, when it comes to relationships, I think balance can make your relationship stronger, stronger in all different types of relationships.
0: How about you? I'm I'm gonna play with that balance thing first. a lot of people will see balance as being equal. So obviously you take a weight and you put five pounds on one side, five pounds on another side of a seesaw or a or a balanced scale, and that's going to be balanced. And in other cases, you might have it where your your fulcrum, where the, the pivot point is, is off center, where to be balanced, someone has to give 10 when the other one's given five. And so that that could be I I, I like the feeling of balance. And I think there yeah. to be an acceptance of the balance, but that doesn't always mean everything is the same.
1: No. And I mean, look, sometimes you're going to be giving 80% and the other person's going to be giving 20%. It just shouldn't be that way all the time. So let's say you're an outgoing person and your best friend is more introverted. There's a nice balance there because you can take that person a little bit out of their comfort zone of, you know, not wanting to go out as much or being a little bit picky about where they go out. And then that person can also bring balance for you or they can help ground you and be like, hey, Jay, like just sit and like be quiet for a little bit. Enjoy your own company. So again, it's not like 50-50. It's just there's something, even though it's opposite, there there's that balance that you're creating together.
0: Yeah, no, I, like I said, I, I definitely agree with the balance and going into more of like a marriage relationship. I mean, you'll see, we'll go back when we've talking in our, our little pre-discussion before we started recording the difference between your, I'm going to say typical or stereotypical marriage now versus something from the fifties, go back to the fifties. The guy worked 60 hours a week. The guy did all the hands-on repairs in the house and this and that. And the woman was home most likely back then not working and doing the housework, the raising of the kids, the cooking and the cleaning and stuff like that. So one was doing all the work, bringing in all the money, but then the other one was doing all the work within the home to keep it up. So there's, again, the balance between within the whole unit, but different parts being done by different people.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that that was definitely, quote unquote, the system back in the day, but now you know, both people are going to work or sometimes dad is staying home with the kids and mom's going to work. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as there's effort being put in. And I think sometimes relationships fail for several different reasons, but because people aren't making the effort to create that, you know, I want to um, give this and the other person's like, I want to give this into this relationship and I think that's a lot of the time why relationships can fail whether it's friendship or marriage or professional relationships what do you think
0: going back to like you said the now there's times where sometimes the the father or the guys will stay home with the kids and stuff like that so here's a couple overlapping relationships where and where my wife and I and in our jobs we've had issues A, a previous job that my wife worked at, her Her immediate boss was also a good friend. And talking off the record, she was talking to me with about why maybe my wife hasn't moved up the ladder. Part of it was higher up would look at her and say, well, every time the kids were sick, she had to take the time off. She had to work. Well, why couldn't you do it? And there's a lot of there's a lot of old school and owners mm-hmm. and bosses that think that it's the mom's job to stay home with a sick kid all the time, where now that's not always the case. Now you do have a lot of... A majority of homes where both parents work, both parents have a job or a career and, and not just one parent can be the one to take things off. So not only do you have to balance within your relationship, but now you got to balance that relationship with your, your employer and your boss. And they have to recognize that. Yeah, hey, no, this is, this is called being a parent. They're my kid too, not just hers. I'm going to miss some time for work to care for them, to take them to a field trip or to take them to a doctor's appointment. And-
1: exactly. I mean, what's wrong with that? I don't know why that's, I mean, I guess, you know, there's the quote, it's like, let the man be the man, let the woman be the woman, let her be feminine. But, you know, then people complain about like other things. But for example, on a date, right? Usually the woman doesn't pay, but don't you think it's the right thing to do for her to reach for her wallet to offer to pay and not expect you to pay on that date?
0: I think that's, again, I kind of mentioned this to you when you brought up the topic. I haven't, I mean, quote unquote, dated in well over 20 years. So what's yeah. the what's the norm now? Yeah, stereotypical. I mean, you go on a date, the guy paid. And nowadays, I mean, I think you see more of splitting the bills. And, and if the woman asked the guy out, then maybe sometimes she'll pay or treat. I, I think you do see a little more of that now than you did then and it's not it's not unheard of for more women to at least offer now than it than in the past
1: yeah I mean for me personally I've always viewed that as an expectation which I wasn't comfortable with I'm like I know that the guy wants the man wants to be the man and he would want to take me out and pay but that doesn't mean I'm not going to reach for my wallet and offer to pay because to me that's classy and that's a respectful thing to do Cause if someone expected that of me, like if I hung out with someone, invited them out and they expected me to pay, that would kind of annoy me, even though like I genuinely would pay. But the expectation of okay, well, you invited me out, you gotta pay. I'm not gonna even offer. I just I I just personally think that it's rude.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and you'll then you'll see it and if you just go in with friends and not even in in a dating. Yeah, you'll see it with friends where, I mean, you go out one time and and one guy pays this time, another guy pays that time or throughout the night where one guy buys the round of drinks and then the next round, someone else buys them. Uh, I know my, I know my father uh, goes to a dinner from an old uh, National Guard unit that he was in and they go to a nice restaurant And everyone knows that the bill comes out. And if there's 10 people at the table, the bill gets split 10 ways evenly. So if you have a prime rib and I have a hot dog, that's an expensive hot dog. But everyone knows going in, that's how that's how you do it. Like my father says, he never gets dessert. But the guy at the end of the table gets dessert every time. But that guy doesn't buy a drink. But my father might have a glass of wine. Yeah, everyone knows going into it. This is how we do it. You sit down, the bill comes, we divide it evenly among however many people there, regardless of what you had. So if you want to buy the that's four, a nice,
1: area, that's you, a nice way to balance but, it but for
0: sure. You know, going in.
1: And, yeah. The mental preparation of, Hey guys, yeah. we're going to have dinner. And we're going to split it like 10 ways, whatever you order, just to make it easier for the waiter or whatever. Cause if you go out with four people, right. You can just ask for separate checks, but right. to go in there, that amount of people you obviously don't want to overwhelm the staff so but like you said your father knew before he went to the restaurant that's what would happen
0: right and this is a monthly thing that these guys do and he said sometimes there might only be four of them sometimes they've had i mean closer to 20 people at the table yeah Um, usually usually the the dinner leading up to veterans day they tend to have a bigger group all the all these former soldiers come out and they actually used to do it in their actual dress blues when they would do this one. But he said they'd all just they just split it. And he said, over the course of time, there's some times where you're paying probably ten dollars more than you should, and other times where you're getting a ten dollar break. He said, I And mean, if you yeah,
1: and, and I think and it all balances
0: that, out. I mean, yeah. I know I know <laughs> I I kind of joke around that my my table in high school. And I mean, we're going back to borrowing a dollar, borrowing 50 cents. Hey, do you have a quarter? We probably all owe each other about $173 in in quarters over the four years that we just like borrowed from each other. But it was just that type of thing. You never asked for it back because you just knew you'd be borrowing it in in another week or two. And
1: I mean, but yeah, that's, I mean, as a kid, I think that's totally normal. Or you forgot your lunch at home or you forgot your lunch card, but whatever you had back then. And for me personally, I love. I actually do love spending my money on other people. I don't actually shop that much for myself. Like this week I ordered a couple candles, but I actually genuinely enjoy spoiling people. So it's just the expectation that I don't that that I get turned off by in any situation. And I think anybody does. The expectations also in relationships. I think that's where it can become tricky because Should we have expectations? Is that something we should have? Because we can be disappointed when our expectations aren't met,
0: right? Yeah, no, I mean, that's definitely a thing. If you, and I think I might've mentioned here, I know I talked to you, uh, my wife and I worked on um, some retreats through the Portuguese church, um, the Emmaus retreats. And one of their slogans for the weekend was participate, don't anticipate. Like they took everyone's watch away. So you didn't know what time it was. And it's everyone say, what are we doing next? Nope. Don't worry about it. Just participate. Don't anticipate. And same type of thing with the expectations. You you could set yourself up for failure with, with something like that. Um, And you just, just go with the flow. And, and it's just, like I said, just the the borrowing of quarters and a dollars back from my lunch table. It's got the balance, like you mentioned in the beginning, or if you're going out with your buddies and I mean, one pays for the train ticket. The next one pays for the tickets into the game. I mean, in the end, there, there will be balance. And especially over the course of the lifetime of a friendship. I mean, it's kind of like the stock market. It waves a little, but when you look at the the overall picture, I mean, there is a balance to it.
1: Yeah, and where you know that you feel comfortable sometimes, where you're like, you know what? Can't afford tickets to the game this time. You guys go, out, go without me. And then someone says, okay, you know what? I'll cover you. Don't worry about it. Next time you know what, I just got paid this week, let me take you out to dinner, like, because I want to, I gen- genuinely want to. So it's just that, you know, that nice, um I'm trying to think of the word, but just it coming from a genuine place,
0: too. Well, you, you kind of m- mentioned the expectations, and I know one that I see quotes about a lot, and it happened a lot in this past year with the, the COVID year, where we saw all the big companies were still open, the Walmarts, the targets, the home depots, they got to open, but all the mom and pop shops. So you saw that big push to try to save the little restaurants, the family owned businesses. But I've seen, I've seen a lot of different quotes about, I mean, don't go to your friend who owns a business because you're expecting a break. Go to your friend because you want to support their business. Yeah. I have a friend who's a mechanic who I went to for years and, and, Aaron, who recorded the opening, is a DJ who recorded the opening of our show. And when I told him I wanted to put a commercial on for him, he's like, all right, well, let me, I don't have much right now because he was shut down with COVID. But I mean, let me at least give you 25 bucks for it. So here it is. He's offering to pay for a spot on a podcast that most likely isn't going to generate much business unless there's someone local because he's a DJ. He's obviously not doing a wedding in California. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I told him, I said, listen, if you get a gig based off our ad, you pay for our date. He's like, all right, I'll I'll deal with that. So, but here's someone who wasn't the one looking for the deal where I I know when I did the photography, I mean, I know there are people that came to me hoping to get that big break and, and I did it because I have a heart. I mean, that's where, I mean, I've I've had a lot of friends say that that's my trouble that I have too much of a heart and I mean, your, your heart doesn't pay your bills. So you do need to, of keep your price up but like you i'm one that's going to help my friends help people and i I mean i've done that many times with the with the photography work and stuff like that but same thing don't have the expectation when you're going to a friend who owns the business don't go because you're hoping to get it cheaper i mean most likely they're going to do it a little cheaper because you are friends and same thing i mean i mentioned have a friend who I've bartered with many times where, I mean, she's a massage therapist. So she needed photos for her website. I did photos. She gave me credit for a massage and stuff like that. I mean, so See, I like
1: that there. though. I like that too. Just, it doesn't always have to be about money. It can be, Hey, like, you know, your friend has a business, they do a massage for you. Hey, you know what? I can do a session with you. I can do two sessions with you and also this. So, you know, that you're, showing them that you value them and also respect their time because time is money too so I know people used to barter back in the day all the time my friend gives me you know clothes like she'll give me -me hand-me-downs I don't think I've been shopping for clothes in a long time but I'll go like I'll get dinner I'll treat her to coffee whatever it is but it's never like oh like I have to do this that's not how I'm thinking it's genuine the intention is genuine Mm -hmm. just like it is for you and, you know, for for me, I send a lot of pitch emails, you know, to cold emails where I have no idea, like I've never met these people. And I always add in there, if it's appropriate, listen, I really value your time and respect your time. Um, we'd like to get on your calendar in the next two weeks. I'm happy to pay you for your time. Please let me know what your rate is. How does that sound to you? I can guarantee you 99% of people have never charged me. They're like, uh, oh, I'm available on this date. But they get the idea that I respect their time. And if it's someone, let's say it's an actor that we want to attach to a project. With agents and managers, you can't exactly pay them ahead of time because there's this whole system. But what I do say is, listen, I wanna make this experience valuable for you and your client. Please let me know if I can answer any questions or what we can do to make this most valuable experience for you. Because if I get that email, I know on the other end, I'm like this person, respects my time and they're not just asking for a favor when they don't even know who I am so that's the thing is like what's the value of and I think it's a subconscious thing too especially in business is what's the value out of this for me I'm not getting paid because we can't expect people to do stuff for you that's not a nice again expectation that's not a nice thing to do it's like I expect you to do my photos because we're friends that's so rude i'd be like hey jay like i'd love for you to do my photos this is the rate i can afford would this work for you is how it position is so if i can afford your full rate i'd be like this is what uh i i can give you and then i can give you a hypnosis session would that work for you so you know like how do you perceive that when i say that to you
0: Right. Well, that's what I did with, with my friend with uh, personal training. She wanted personal right. training and instead of paying my full rate, she paid me a, a reduced rate, but then credited a massage. Um, so I had that in, in the books for, for down the road. So same type of thing where and you, you help people out. And I mean, any type of relationship again, like you said, there's the balance. Okay. It doesn't necessarily need to be equal. They're going to be different but as long as there's balance with everything it, it's
1: and the effort the balance more. and the effort I think is what counts like you, d- you
0: mentioned time I mean one of my favorite quotes is I mean you gave me your time and that's the greatest gift of all I mean, and it, yeah, and that's a big thing for for me and I've said that many times where I mean just just to have that time and obviously again I mean I think we're gonna be referencing 2020 for years. Obviously, obviously, the connection to to go out and and get together and hang out and go to restaurants and stuff was different. So a lot of that time happened to be on Zoom or FaceTime or something like that, or just a phone call. But it was still something where you had to put it into your schedule that here's the time. And I've mentioned I have some friends that will look at our calendars and it might we might might book our next lunch together five weeks out but we find the time that lines up for both of us and we make sure it happens.
1: Yes. What do you do when someone is a taker? You know, like someone just like a taker, 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 and they don't give. And then they're also negative on top of that. Like they're like, they expect you to do stuff and they're also complaining on top of that. How do you handle that type of situation? Especially if it's family or like a close friend.
0: I mean if it's I, I'd say I handle it better now than maybe I did years ago. I mm-hmm. mean now I I mean mindset's a big thing and I, I'm I'm fine with things things evolve over the years. Um, so you take a relationship that was what it was I mean 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it might not necessarily be the same and some sometimes it's it's hard to see them transition and other times you just kind of accept where it goes um the the negative part is probably one that i'll i'll start to remove myself if there is too much negativity um as far as what what
1: happens if it's uh, family though or like someone really close to you
0: it's sometimes you just you have to put that space you have to your health comes first and obviously i just went through something that puts even more value in, and more realness on how quick health can change. Of um, course, yeah. So it's not selfish to to worry about yourself first. If you're not healthy, you can't help that friend or that family or whatever it is. And I mean, I'm, I'm one that would like to sit and talk and work if there is an actual butting of heads. All right, let's talk about it. See if we can come to... A balance that works for both of us. Again, we're using that word balance, not necessarily being even, but something we can both accept. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of like y- you have the rich, pan- the rich friend, poor friend that, I mean, this guy can afford a hundred bucks every time you go out and this one can barely afford 10. You both kind of know it. And I mean, Okay, I'll pay 80% every time we go out. It, it doesn't hurt me financially. I know it's tough for you and you both just kind of accept it and there's no guilt there, there's no so that there's a, an uneven balance but both parties know about it. Same type of thing. If there's like I said, the negativity is is harder, the one that's just the taker. I mean if if it's that aggressive taking where they're they're always kind of looking for the handout, Yeah. Then something might need to be said. If it's just the one that goes for the ride. I mean, we all have that friend that as dinners wrapping up, when it's a group of six or eight of us at the table, they're like, all right, I got to get going. They throw the $20 bill out on the table and leave. And next thing you know, they didn't calculate the tip and they're like $6 short. And you just say, yep, that's him again. And you just kind of, yeah, kind of accept it. I mean, it's, everyone's got that one in the group. Um, I mean, I know there's been many times where I've had to throw in a couple extra bucks or, I mean, if, if there's enough of the group, everyone kind of chips in for it. But I, if it's if it's being done maliciously and you can tell they, they're fully aware of what they're doing, you might have to sit down and, I mean, don't embarrass them when you call them out on it, but yeah. talk about it. But other times you just, again, depending on that, depending on the relationship, sometimes you just eat it up and it, it is what it is. And, and not knowing the backstory. Again, you have that person whose who's hours got reduced and they're embarrassed to tell you about it and they can only afford 20 and not 25.
1: Oh, um, yeah. I mean, they, that's totally different. And that's something you can be sensitive towards and compassionate towards. Like, okay, well, can't go out to this restaurant because this person just got laid off and just got fired from their job. Yeah. So, hey, like, guys, why don't we, like, order pizza and stay in, we can, or stay outside. Let's sit by the fire. Let's just order some food. Um, I'll get it this time, but it's just the, I think it's more of the, again, the expectation sometimes people have like, where they just take, take, take. And then on top of that, they're complainers. And that's something that's also something I want to touch on because I consciously make an effort now. Like if I, let's say I order food, right. And somebody says, oh, like there's too much cheese on this, or there's too much this, I try to catch myself because I'm like, why am I complaining? I have food here. Okay, maybe it has a little more cheese on it. Whatever. Next time it'll be different. At least I have a meal to eat. So those kind of things I I do pay attention to. And I'm like, this person's complaining about this. Like, well, somebody else doesn't have a meal and you're complaining about extra cheese on your freaking plate or on your pizza. Stop. Like that to me (laughs) is just so frustrating. How do you feel about
0: that? And the, the negativity. That that, that 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 kind of reminds me of a ride home with my nephew. I I brought my brother's kids home, and and he was younger at the time. He was, I and mean, probably six or seven. And and we stopped to eat a couple of times along the the way and and the burger for mcdonald's had too much meat and the pizza had too much cheese and this had too much sauce. it's like everything was too much for him but again you expect that from a, a six year old complaining yeah. about, about stuff okay um i mean um i mean if we're talking like that that restaurant situation i very rarely am i the person that complains I and mean, i'm the type of person and i'll gross some people out with this that i'll pull a hair out of my food fold in my napkin and keep eating it's like that's yeah i know it's it,
1: it, 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 like it, it, it really i mean egg
0: and i've said this many times to, to my wife and my kids eggshells in an omelette gross me out more than a hair in my food but it i'm just saying it takes a lot for me to complain i'm i'm not one i mean i've waited tables before i've worked in restaurants before so i know what they're going through um so it's got to be something that i mean if i get raw chicken hey this is raw you're gonna have to do something about it but if i ordered a burger medium and it came down well done i'm not really complaining about it yeah Mm -hmm. see
1: that's the attitude and have you heard of um this saying i'm sure you've heard of it where it's like go 24 hours without complaining and see like what changes and you literally have to catch yourself because we all are complaining so much and maybe we're not even aware of it but i think if we shift that I think it can also improve our relationships is if we complain last. Well, hey, I'm, it, I'm going to touch on the, com- the, com-
0: the complaining and perspective. I've mentioned mm-hmm. many times I've coached sports for years. I coached high school soccer for 15 years. Now I never complained to a ref. I mean, if, if someone was pulling my guy's jersey, I wouldn't say, hey, ref, he's pulling his jersey. I'll say, hey, John, next time he pulls his jersey, go down. He's not supposed to do that. Trust me. The ref heard what I say. The ref knows the, the message was to him, but I never directly said it to the ref. But as a coach, I saw 73 fouls against my guys easily every game. My first year refereeing, so now I turn to the dark side and now I'm a high school ref and I'm wrecking, reffing soccer matches. The end of the match, I'd come off the field and I'm thinking to myself, I blew the whistle five times. If you're not wearing black or white and you're the neutral guy in the middle, yeah. they're so much different. And that's coming from now I'm five years deep of refing high school varsity soccer matches from 15 years of coaching it and perspective on the exact same match, the view of a coach and the view of a ref, it's, it's a big difference. So like when you mentioned that complaining, you're complaining as the coach of there's a foul, there's a foul, there's a foul. But then when you see it from the other side and sometimes, like you said, we might be complaining, we're nitpicking on some of the things.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that it's a little bit different when it's a basketball game because you have to call it foul. Like I'm sure there's like a whole system of how it works. So that's not really um, complaining. You're just doing your job, but for something, you know, oh, this person took forever to make my coffee. Like, I'm standing in line, it's been 10 minutes, like, those kind of things, like little things that we make a big deal out of. And every single person does it. It's just us bringing it back to our awareness of how I think we can also improve ourselves and draw out a more positive energy. Because when you remove that negative energy, your, your energy is also gonna go up in a good way. And that's going to make a difference in your relationships. The complaining is just one aspect. It's just like the negativity. If you remove that, or at least you can't completely remove it, because that's just we wouldn't be learning anything. But if you make that a practice, I think that can improve.
0: Well, there's like, always there's always going to be. I mean, the complaining or the disagreements or seeing things from a different perspective. Yeah. And I mean, like I've said, if you're not if there's not some kind of arguments in a relationship. I mean from a marriage to a friendship to a coworker to whatever there is some sort of dishonesty or parts being left out. If everyone's honest 100% of the time you're going to butt heads at some point. You're not going to Yeah,
1: totally. At some,
0: at some point. And Oh um, yeah. It's just, it's just the way it is. It's not it's not all leave it to beaver and uh in that type of setting and I keep referencing these old shows that
1: and that's another thing, I you said another keyword, which is perspective. And I think that is something so, so important because you're going to view certain things based on your own perception of how you've grown up, maybe your environment, and those could be unconscious things. Whereas somebody else who maybe grew up in poverty had um, to, you know, scrape for food, is going to have a different perspective of the world because they grew up in a totally different world. Whereas you could have come from a really great family, went to a really great school and on paper you had it all good things. So when they're trying to communicate something with you, you might not understand it and vice versa because of your own perception of how you view the world or people or relationships.
0: Uh, You you mentioned the, uh, the, just the, the way you grew up and the the culture maybe you've been in or the environment you've been in. Uh, Now I coached at at a tech school. So it was a regular high school with trades. So you had all the shops and for the state tournament, the game started about 20 minutes before school. So a lot of the shops would let their kids out 20 minutes. So we had like 400 fans for the first 20 minutes of our game until the bus comes, but they're all in just the Navy blue shop uniform, like mechanics would wear. And you'd have coaches that would come from these Richard towns because during the state tournament, you just get paired up with who's ever seated against you from anywhere. So they'd come to our school and they're coming from places where we tell the kids, Hey, the cheapest car you're going to see coming from the visiting fans is going to be a BMW. That's going to be the cheap car. Everything else is going to be, I mean, higher end than that. And coaches would say, what's that? Is that your alternative ed program? Because they see all these kids in like what looks like prison. You No, Those are our day population. And they'd come over and they'd, measure our field because our field was kind of ratty compared to the nice stadium that they have on their grounds. And they're just judging you based by their perspective of the way things should be and not realizing that some people don't have the matching bags and the matching warm-up suits and the nice fancy field. And, and, yeah. they, and they just judged you based on that. I mean we would have also intentionally we had a uh, coach sent two uh two of the nicest kids in the school one of them had a mohawk about a foot high. And I mean, the other one was just this big, I mean, scary looking guy. I mean, big teddy bear, but sends the two of them up to the bus just, just as an intimidation factor. But again, two of the nicest kids you'd ever meet. And, but it's kind of that those mind games because you know, they're going to judge you based on just what they see. They have the nice school, the nice fancy equipment and everything. Then they come to us and not not everyone comes from the same, same background. It's not all equal out there
1: no not at all and I love having knowing people and having friends that's I never think about that like oh they they're not making this much money or they're making more money it's just more on who are you as a person what's your character like that's the main thing for me that I focus on when I meet someone and I'm sure I've judged people unconsciously without even like doing it on purpose I know that I have I know you have and we Don't like to admit it, but we all do it. And, but I've always believed in being compassionate and empathetic to someone else's situation because you just don't know. You don't live inside their head. You don't live inside their body. You don't know the thoughts that go on in their mind. You could be walking down the street, see someone with a Chanel bag, with a Mercedes. They're all, you know, like full on makeup and they look gorgeous. That person could be suicidal behind doors and you would have no idea. They could be being abused behind doors and you'd be like, oh, that person's rich. They have a great life. That's the first thing you would think if you saw them on the street.
0: Right. But there's there's a lot of and you've heard the story of the the rich guy, but that rich guy is at work 75 hours a week mm-hmm. he's behind his desk he's looking at a screen he I mean his, his kids barely know him his his wife barely sees him and the whole family is miserable but they got money and so yeah and I mean there there's the the unbalance and I mean and I've seen that where and I have mentioned it here and I I mentioned it just talking to my father where I'm trying to find a balance between my father and and my uncle where it took four heart attacks for my father to finally slow down. Now he's lucky, he had a nice career in the military. He's got his pension. He's got that. My uncle owned his own business, but it was a small business. It's not something that had a pension or or this and that, but he, he definitely enjoyed life, traveled the world, played music all over the world Um, where if you took the two of them and you kind of brought the line a little closer to the middle, they probably both would have enjoyed everything, and the front end in the back end a little more. With again going back to that word balance, and uh, I mean perfect example. I mean, I, I'm definitely not Mr. Universe, but I, I mean, I'm 45. I still have all my hair. I don't have any grays. It's it's original color. If you looked at me, I, I'm in pretty good shape. I mean, you look at me and say, oh look, he looks good. He's healthy. Is this and that. And look what happened to me last week. I mean, so that you don't know someone's backstory. You don't know what they've been through, whether it's physical or emotional or.
1: or, I know. And I think sometimes we, maybe we just assume that people know in a way. They're like, like, how could they not know? Like, it's as if my mind and my brain is speaking out. Like, I think it is speaking out, but really it's all inside of me or it's all inside of you. And you just assume that everybody knows how you're feeling or what you've been through. And that's just not the truth. And I think that's why we are so quick to judge is because we're not thinking about those things initially. I think,
0: yeah. And like I said, going, going back to that balance, it's always going to be different. I mean, it doesn't, it's not going to be one for one all the time. Sometimes there's going to be differences, uh, I think both parties in any relationship just have to I- accept what what it is. Um like I said yeah. re- relationships evolve I and mean, some relationships get stronger, some of them I and mean, start to fade and and if a relationship fades it's not necessarily someone did something wrong. It's just your life goes in in different directions. I mean in some cases it could be the case of someone moves and now there's I mean, an hour's worth of travel instead of 10 minutes, or you move across the country. So obviously things will be different or you get involved in different things. And it's not always a negative thing. Uh, communication, we mentioned that. I and mean, if you don't know what's, what someone's backstory is, unless you unless you talk about it, unless you communicate. I mean, yeah. And it, it's kind of like, luckily, I didn't wait to go get checked out where you get Someone on, on a health thing that you don't check it, don't check it, and then boom, now now you have a real problem. Well, that's the same thing in a relationship. If if you feel that something's not good at some point, talk about it then rather than let it build, let it build, let it build, or let it fade, let it fade, and then you wonder what happened. Communication's a big thing.
1: It's, yeah, it's definitely like human education is like a huge thing. And it's also about that person feeling safe. That's another thing that I think is super important. So if I don't feel safe around you, I'm like, oh Jay's going to judge me or he's going to get really mad if I tell him, I'm probably not going to communicate with you or be like, "Take it'll take me a while. But if I feel safe with you, I'm like, you know what? He always is open when I come to him, open to listening to me and non-judgmental of course I'm going to communicate with you because I feel safe in that space and that's another thing safety and trust I would I would say in my personal opinion that is the biggest thing in a relationship and then everything else comes after the communication anything else I think it starts with trust because once you have that trust and that safety built with someone and you feel safe in that space then the other things can can come no matter what challenges you have but take up the trust and not feeling safe. How's that communication going to go? How is that trip going to go? Cause you're holding back so much stuff because you don't feel like you can say what you really want to say.
0: Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying there, but I also think when you take different types of relationships, you're going to have, we all have the close friends that we're going to open our heart to and open up conversation and dialogue yeah, that person that we feel safe with and we trust. And then we all have that friend that, I mean, they're just the friend we go shopping with or go watch the game with. And and you don't necessarily have as intimate of a relationship with them. That doesn't mean the friendship is any less. I mean, we all have, I mean, I, I use the example of my sports friends and my music friends. I mean, a lot of times they don't overlap. I have a couple that do, but for the most part, you're not always gonna talk Deeply with everyone in your circle. I mean, there's yeah. going to be different connections. I mean, what what would you be? I mean, to start wrapping up, what would you say your the key points of relationships are for you in the connection, and then how you handle any transition within relationships?
1: That's a really good question. Definitely the balancing and. Energy for me is like super important. How, how I feel around you or around someone or how you feel around someone when you're in their presence and after you leave their presence, whoever it is, professionally personally, family, that should tell you a lot. Notice how you feel before you spend time with a specific person. Notice how you feel after you hang out with that person or spend time with that person. Uh, what was, I forgot the second part, but I feel like I answered it, right? Yeah, just
0: th- as as re- any type of relationship evolves. I mean, some get closer as they build and some drift apart. And how do you handle, handle that?
1: I think I've learned to become detached in a healthy way. Meaning if someone, if I'm hanging close to someone or I really want them to be my friend, but they're just like, no, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Or I just don't feel this connection, of course, initially, like it can feel sad, but then I'm like, you know what, this is allowing space for something else in my life, in my life. So I see the silver lining in each situation and let it be and let it flow. Like you said, how about you? What would you say?
0: Well, on, on that one, I mean, I, I could see that silver lining aspect, or, or the opening of, of space. I mean, if there's, if there's a relationship that completely ended and no longer exist. Okay. You have room for something else, but I, I also see the transition moving forward as, as relationships just change and evolve. I've, I've accepted that some of them have changed and evolved. I mean, there might be that, that friend that you just did everything with. And now we just don't line up like the way we did in the past it's not a good thing it's not a bad thing it's not a who's at fault thing it's just it is what it the, is it's the way our our paths went and yeah they they don't overlap as much and and I'm I'm content with that that some some are that way and there are some cases where yeah we are emotional beings and there's some that and you look back and you, you wonder what happened or, or which things didn't change but I mean for the most part I'm I'm Good with with letting things go the, the way they go, and again, it's not a it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just compatibility. I mean, it's we had VCRs and we had CDs. Now everything's download. It's not like <laughs> something went wrong. Things just changed over the years. They
1: evolve, uh, and we evolve as people. So then, that's a great And then, then
0: the other one is, I think communication's big. Um, I, I I'm definitely the type of person that likes a, a good conversation. Um, yeah, I I'm fine with a debate as long as you can. You have to hear both sides. Um, but yeah, communication. Like you said, I I, I like the the balance where there is. I don't want to use give and take, but where I mean, you you work together, and and it's again, it's not always going to be what might be perceived as even. I mean, mm-hmm. some people have a different amount to give, whether that's energy, whether it's financially, whether it's time-wise. and So it's, you have to respect the other person's availability on, on all fronts. Uh, but with that said, you also see where the effort to make availability is there as well.
1: No, those are all really great um, key points to think about.
0: So hope you guys Enjoyed this one. And, uh, you guys have any ideas of shows that you'd like us to discuss? Um, uh, Shruti and I were talking about maybe getting some, some lighthearted stuff up here too, seeing that the past couple have, uh, definitely been some heartfelt ones. Uh, but please check us out on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you.